This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. On this week's episode of the Bolts broadcast, should there be any worry about the Bolts? Be tuned. Season 3, episode 51 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase, we're still far apart. We're still Skyping in, but hey, we're still feeling just fine, aren't we? Um, I, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I think. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know how to really respond to that. Um, I guess that means you're doing just fine. Yeah, I think I'm doing okay. I'm a little bit hungry okay. today, but, uh, and I got to say, we do have cultured friends. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. So I was in the Arby's drive-thru trying to get some food before we recorded. Um, the the time constraints were on, so I was ready to go. I'm like, come on, Arby's, let's get me through. It took like 15 minutes to get two cars through. I'm like, okay, never mind. This isn't going to happen. So I dipped out, but before that, Megan and Chris pulled up, and they were like, my window was down. They rolled down their window. They're like, hi, Mike. I'm like, who the hell is that? Sure enough, it's Megan and Chris. They were there. Get a little roast beef sandwich, some curly fries. We've got cultured friends, and I got to say, I love it. Darby's is so gross. It's so gross. You're so wrong. That's the problem. You got sick on it once as a kid, and now you cry all the time. Like, I tried it again, like, I don't know, three or four years ago, and I was like, oh, wow, this is terrible. Wow, shocker. It's not, you know. You got some bomb mozzarella sticks. They've got some bomb chicken nugs. They've also got the roast beef and cheddar. Absolutely love it. But then again, there's some fast food out there that you adore, and I'm not really a big fan. Maybe we should do a, on one of our next episodes where we kind of got a pre-record, maybe we'll do like a fast food type of thing because I know you're a big fan of A&W, me, I think, like, that's probably the last place I'd want to go. Oh, you're a nub. See? There's differences. Differences of opinion. I wonder what uh, our fans listening think. Uh, if they're Arby's fans, if they're A&W fans. Maybe they think both of us and both of our tastes are absolutely disgusting and they would never go towards either. But that's uh, possible. nonetheless, Chase, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Tampa signing another prospect, going to be doing a little game review preview. We've got four games to look over, two that have already happened, two that are going to happen before our next episode. After the commercial break, we got to look around the league, see what's happening. Uh, there's a couple things to talk about, and I think uh, it might be a little bit more opinionated on the other side of the commercial break. But before we do that, let's talk about that signing that Tampa made. They bring in prospect Nick Perbix. Yes, sir. So Nick Perbix, uh, he is a former six-round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning. 2017, he was drafted out of Minnesota High School, Elk River High, um, uh, 169th overall. Big, big wide defenseman, 6'4", 201, right shot. He's, you know, just a, a solid defenseman. He's someone that, you know, a, 
a lot of his career was just looked at as, you know, a reliable two-way, maybe a little more defensive. But once he got to St. Cloud State, he uh, started scoring, you know, at a pretty decent rate. Ended up finishing a point per game this season. Throughout his whole NCAA career, 135 games, 22 goals, 67 assists, 89 points from the back end. It's pretty good. It's, it's a good sign. Um, he's someone that's going to go to Syracuse this year, uh, finish out the year there. Uh, but, it, you know, if, if, if you're not familiar with this guy super well, Maybe you'll, if you watch the Olympics, you saw him there. He did play for a Team USA in the Olympics, so that was cool for him. Uh, he definitely is someone that could correct the NHL lineup next year, but not anything that's like a lock or anything. He he's definitely gonna you know have to have to prove it, prove himself and take some you know right steps in his progression throughout this offseason. But he's got enough talent and enough size where you know maybe he can stick around as kind of like an extra type guy, maybe a sixth defenseman. I'm excited to follow the story because. Doesn't seem like he was very highly touted, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and he continued to prove himself over at St. Cloud State playing for the USA team in the Olympics, a guy that is just constantly beating the beating the odds, and we'll see if he can do the same with Tampa. Definitely a story I want to keep an eye on, but Chase, let's go to a game review, and uh, after these two games, I, I do have a big question uh, for you and just the general Tampa fan base, but... Let's start with the two games. First up was against Chicago. This was a big win. We outshot them by almost double and took home a 5-2 to two victory. Yeah, pretty much as expected. Um, nothing, you know, n- n- not, nothing really to see here. I mean, really, it, it was just a case where we looked like the much better hockey team, and the score at the end kind of shows that. Yeah, and it was nice to see Brandon Hagel getting a little revenge on his old team, putting in that fifth goal and uh, really just slamming the door shut against the Chicago Blackhawks. Then you go over to the game against Montreal. This is one where you and I expected a win. Uh, However, it did not happen that way. It did go to overtime. It went to a shootout, and it, it didn't really pan out the way we wanted. No, it did not. As a parlay killer for me, yeah, um, that, that that was just that was the worst. That was, that was the worst Saturday. Uh, we we looked solid, you know, for some parts in the game, but other parts it just did not look very good. Brian Elliott let up some kind of soft stuff. Uh, it it just it was just, it just wasn't a good game for the Lightning. I mean, we get a point out of it, whatever. It's it's a really bad team that we should have had, you know, no problem just kind of running over, but. You know, things just don't always go your way sometimes. Uh, sometimes, you know, things end up being a little more challenging than you expect. Whatever, you just kind of got to gotta move on from this and, you know, continue to push through. And that's where my question comes into play. I don't know about you, but over the past two years, it seemed like in April we were absolutely rolling, top of the standings, doing really well, going into the playoffs, feeling super confident. But in our last 10, we're 6-3-1, and one. And that's one of the more positive last times we've had in, I don't know, a month or so. It feels like the team is coming into the playoffs a little bit differently. We still have 14 games to go until the regular season is over. But as of right now, it doesn't feel like this team is at their max potential. So I wonder, is there any concern that we should have as fans of the Tampa Bay Lightning? Is there a reason to think, oh boy, maybe this is like the Penguins back in 2017, 2018. They come off of a two-peat, and then they just don't show up the next year. Is there any concern of that, or am I overthinking this little struggle point that we're having? 
I mean, I think at the end of the day, they'll, they'll be just fine. They're still one of the top cup competitors in the league, one of the best teams in the league. And just because you got some off nights and some things don't go your way, it's kind of the way it goes. Um, you know, you, you look at what the Florida Panthers are doing right now. They're having a great season. They put together a good roster. Things are finally clicking for them. So, you know, when they're playing that well, somebody's bound to move down. That happens with the Tampa Lightning. And it's kind of the same thing looking at the standings. You know, it, it's just teams are getting a little more competitive as, you know, we also lost a couple pretty key roster players over the last couple of years, um, you know, due to the expansion draft, due to free agency, blah, 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 all that stuff. So it's just, you know, a, a chaining roster. It's not the exact same as it was the last two years. Um, you know, the, the teams around us are in better standing. So it just kind of is what it is. I wouldn't say you should be like concerned by any means. It's not like a sign of bad things to come. It just means it's going to be, you know, a bit harder of a path to stay in the cup. I guess we shouldn't be as confident as we have been over the last couple of years because, I mean, last couple of years we were coming in flying. The competition wasn't as heavy. So uh, still be still be excited to see what happens, but maybe this isn't a year to uh, think everything's going to go exactly as planned because it's, it is the NHL nonetheless, and it's hard to win. And that's why you don't really see teams go on two-peats, let alone three-peats. Exactly. Uh, all right, Chase. Well, on Monday, we've got a ginormous game. It's against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They currently sit second in the Atlantic. We're currently third in the Atlantic. Um, we do have the same record points, I should say, but they've got the regulation overtime win advantage. So this is a game that's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a very competitive game in my eyes, and it's going to be one that I think Tampa needs to take so that we can kind of assert our dominance back atop the Atlantic with the likes of Florida. It's one that we should fare better than honestly Montreal one. It's, it's better seeing Tampa play against the better teams. It just, you know, it, it helps gear you more for the playoffs, help gets you more in that mindset. So it'll be better off playing a more talented team. Uh, you got a day off. They're at home still. So, you know, there's no, tr- no tiredness from traveling. Hopefully it's just a good day of relaxing, recouping and you know, that they can pick it up and go flying into this game. You know, I feel pretty good about it, especially with Toronto's goaltending situation right now. You know, Peter Mrazek's out for the rest of the regular season, from what I understand. Um, and, you know, Jack Campbell's just been struggling as of, you know, the last couple of months. So I feel pretty good about Tampa going into this game, regardless of how they looked in that Montreal game. Uh, I think they do come out with a win. Series is currently tied. Toronto took the first one. We took the second so this third and final game will be the decider on the season series and the decider on who takes second in the Atlantic. That's also, not- um, no, it is incorrect because we play them again in like two and a half weeks. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. April 21st. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we are now moving on to Wednesday's game against the Washington Capitals. This is another good game. The Caps currently sitting in a wild card spot, that last wild card spot, but they're still overperforming the Islanders and the Blue Jackets by, you know, double-digit points. So this is still a good team, maybe not as dominant as we saw them back in, you know, 2017-2018 time, but still a good team that's going to be a very competitive game. Yeah, it's still a solid roster. You still have Alexander Ovechkin. When you, when you got those two factors, it's not going to be an easy game, but it's one where, again, the Tampa Lightning is just the more sound hockey team. I Right now, the season series is 2-0 in favor of Tampa. I do think they sweep this series. I think they go on a decent run here through the month of April leading into playoffs. So I think, you know, it really really going to start with this Toronto game going forward. But in this Washington game, I do think Tampa is going to end up looking actually pretty good, come out with a, with a decent win. Uh, hopefully we just don't let OV do too much damage to us. 
Yeah, we got a good stretch of games here down the wire. Uh, Boston after Washington. Uh, we've got a nice little fluffer against Buffalo, but then we go back to it with the Dallas Stars. We got the Winnipeg Jets, who are going to be competitive again. Toronto, like we mentioned earlier, so this is going to be the stretch that really shows us if there should be any concern or if we're right back in the spot that we hope to be. So it's going to be a good couple weeks of games. And like I said, only 14 more until playoffs. So be excited for that. We're basically locked in already, even though there is a chance we could fall out, but really there's, there's not really a chance. So it's going to be a good time. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, we've got to take a look at the rest of the league. Be right back. The NHL season has been packed with 30 dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Uh, last night, the final four happened. You've got Kansas and UNC in the national championship for college basketball. So if you want to bet on that game, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook couple of good games, Chase. I don't know if you watched them. I don't know if you put any bets on them. but Yeah, you know I did. <laughs> uh, what are you leaning towards when it comes to the, the national championship there? Are you leaning towards the underdog story of UNC or just the dominant one seed in Kansas? Give me UNC, baby. Um, you know, might not actually be what happens, but I'm definitely rooting for UNC in this one. Might as well see an eight seed win. That'd be kind of cool. Um, it should be a, a, actually a pretty good game. I, I, I think you know, UNC might be the best like eight seed in history of this tournament. Cause mm-hmm. like they're, they're better than an eight seed and we've kind of seen that throughout this tournament. So I think it should actually be a pretty solid matchup, even though Kansas, you know, has a lot of points throughout the tournament looked pretty dominant. Uh, they started, you know, slipping up, showing some signs of weakness last game. Hopefully UNC can take advantage of that. Yeah. I, I think that can or UNC started off slow and they've just started to feel the momentum and momentum is a scary thing in sports. We saw that with St. Louis and their Stanley Cup run just a couple years back in the NHL, and very well could be the same for UNC. So let's go around the league, Chase, take a peek at some news. Let's first start over in Philadelphia. Um, an interesting situation between Keith Yandel and Mike Yo. Yeah, so Keith Yandel gets the health bomb, uh, ending his Ironman streak 989 games. So Mike Yo says we're looking out you know, pretty much to do what we think is best for the organization, what is best for our future, what is best for our players, blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to, you know, get guys in the lineup, see um, how some younger players do. You know, Ronnie Adderd from Western Michigan, college signing, went in and took the handle spot in this game. So I, I you know, I, I'm all for trying to see what you got with these younger guys getting in. Um, 
you know, at the same time, I would have been cool to see Yandel, you know, break a thousand games. I, I think if they could have, you know, locked him in for the last 11, even if they just gave him minimal shifts or whatever, just like just to get him some more ice time, just to get him like those games, that'd be kind of cool. But at the same time, again, you know, I, I see a lot of people com- complaining about, oh, this is, you know, this is showing that there's no loyalty to these players in this league. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of true. It, it, it's a business. You got to do what's best for your business, but best for your organization. Uh, you know, having loyalty to players is what cripples teams eventually. You know, if you're too loyal to guys, it's going to put you in cap troubles, put you in roster trouble, and it's going to make you a bad team. So you have to do what's best for your organization, you know, whatever you think that is. So, you know, there's, there's two sides to this story here. Um, I kind of fall in the middle. Like, I, I, I would have liked to see him, you know, get to 1,000 games, but at the same time, um, I, if you're not earning the right to play in the NHL, you should not be playing in the NHL. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm pretty middling as well. I, I would have loved to see Keith Gandel hit that 1,000 mark, and to me personally, I'm like, the Flyers are already out. What's the big deal of another 11 games? But at the same time, if you're looking at the coach's perspective, he's a guy that wants to continue to build this team up. He doesn't want to lose his job anytime soon, so he wants to see what he has in some of these younger guys that will hopefully be a part of that rebuild. So I understand both points of view. Um, I do want to bring up Jeremy Roenick. He tweeted out a couple of different things, but specifically one tweet. He said, what free agent would ever want to play for Mike Yo now? The team is trying to rebuild, and you pull a move like this. Truly unbelievable. Very disappointed as a Flyers fan right now. Um, What are your thoughts about that if you're a free agent and you see this? Is there really any big change, or uh, do you think Jeremy Roenick's kind of blown it out of the water a little bit? Jeremy Roenick's blown it out of the water quite a bit. If if that's how you're thinking as a player, then I'm sorry that you're mentally weak that way and that team's not a good fit for you and maybe NHL's not a fit for you because – Really, if if you think that a coach doing what he feels is best for his team's interest um, is 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 bad, and you don't want to go play for that, then that just shows that you, you can't handle you know playing for for a coach that wants to win. I, honestly, you know, sh- like it, obviously they're not a winning team right now, but they're trying to figure out what they have so they can try to win next year. And if, if you're gonna say that um, you know that's not fair and I don't want to play for a guy that's trying to do that, then you know that's your own prerogative. I think this is a very bad take by Jr. Yeah, he he seemed to be very disappointed with the loyalty aspect of it all. Um, Obviously, he knows Keith Yandel personally, and um, they're friends and all, and obviously, being a Flyers fan, just things didn't go the way he was hoping for. But let's now move on down to the south. Let's go to Florida, as Jonathan Huberdeau sets a single-season assist record for left wings. Yeah, so the number was 73, if I'm not mistaken, and you might think, well, that's that's really not that high of a number with some of the, the highest scoring seasons we've seen in the NHL history. And yeah, that's fair. But it, you know, if you look at left wing, it is actually kind of like the worst position in hockey. It has the lowest amount of scores. Um, and the players that usually do play left wing are, if they're a scoring type, they are only like goal scorers. You know, you look at Ovechkin, you, you look at like, uh, you know, like, like, like a Mike Bossy, like the, those guys, you know, they, 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 they spent, they spend time in left wing. Um, so there's, you know, a lot of good goal scorers on the left side. Which makes sense that, you know, this assist number is solo. But anyway, cool for Huberto. Uh, and it's a cool little piece of history he gets to be a part of, uh, of the NHL that way. Um, that's something that, you know, really, of other left wingers in the league, I don't really see many guys even currently beating this right now because there's not a lot of playmakers that play the left wing. So, you know, really, Huberto could hold this record for a while. He could maybe beat his own record down the road. I don't know. But cool for him. 
Yeah, and Huberto's really exploded on the scene. Uh, really around that 2017-2018 mark, he's been phenomenal. This year, already 96 points through 68 games, sitting third, only behind the likes of Drysdale and McDavid. He's one of the big reasons why Florida's been so competitive this year and one of the reasons that it's going to be a hard battle if Tampa and Florida do meet up in the playoffs. Oh, I hope so. It'd be a lot of fun, I got to say. Uh, let's go over to the Trevor Zegras, Jay Beagle controversy that we got going on. First off, you got Trevor Zegras scoring another Michigan type of goal. Uh, it was a little different. Goalie was kind of out of the net, not really in position, and uh, he put it around Sonny Milano, I believe it was. And then Jay Beagle later on in the game, not too thrilled with all the skill that was being shown on display uh, by Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry, and the likes. And uh, he, he was... Well, he, he went out for a little bit of punishment, I guess you could say. So we'll, we'll start with the goal. First of all, I mean, scoring that way was like kind of unnecessary. Like he's going to score on a normal wraparound. He has so much time that it's not going to matter. But it doesn't matter. Score a goal in the NHL, you score a goal. It doesn't matter how the goal is scored. As long as it's scored legally, it is scored. So that is fair. Uh, to get mad about that, like Jay Beagle did, just shows that you're soft and you can't handle play, player being better than you. Just because someone's better than you doesn't mean you should go and sucker punch them and try to injure them. You know, go and jump Troy Terry because he's having a hell of a season and you're just a fourth line plug who got overpaid in the offseason. You know, it's not really, really fair to the game, not really fair to the players, not really fair to your fellow coworkers. At the end of the day, they're all fellow coworkers. So the, the way that, you know, this is treated on the ice was soft, if you ask me. Um, it, it shows a, a very mentally weak mindset. Then you go up to the broadcast booth in Arizona. And they're encouraging this behavior, and that's just flat out embarrassing. As you know, the voices of these NHL teams, you need to be trying to what's it called? You need to be trying to promote the the skill, the talent level, the excitingness of the game. Uh, just promoting somebody getting jumped by a player who really couldn't even play on most teams in the NHL to try to say, "Oh, that's that's good for the game because this this skill shit is not good." Like that that that's just an embarrassing look. So the Arizona broadcast crew should be ashamed of themselves. JB should be saying to himself, ashamed of himself, and this whole situation is just kind of a joke. Yeah, and Casey didn't see it actually happen or hear what the commentary team said. Let's uh let's go over a quote here. That's the problem with these young players. You want to embarrass guys? You want to skill it up? You better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. After Jay Beagle puts a whooping on Troy Terry. Uh, um, Tro- hey, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I gotta, gotta say something to that. Yeah. You, 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 Mike, you know how you how you um, don't get embarrassed on the ice? Uh, be better. I don't know. Yes, be better. Play better. F- figure out how to stop him. Don't don't you be like, oh my god, he beat me. Now I have to go hurt him. No, no, be better at hockey or don't play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And Troy Terry's face uh, didn't look great. I'll be honest. Uh, swollen eye, bloody above the eye, underneath the eye. Um, so hoping that Troy Terry. Uh, is feeling better right now, and uh, if not, hopefully that comes soon because this is a player that's really burst on the scene this year and has been a lot of fun to watch. Him, Trevor Zegras, Sonny Milano, all the young guys over in Anaheim have really been um, just a a new thing to look forward to as a hockey fan. Obviously, you see Connor McDavid and you see um, a bunch of players around the league have a ton of skill, but these guys are doing it a little bit differently over there in Anaheim. So uh, it's been really fun to watch. Hopefully, Troy Terry back on the ice very soon here. Agreed. All right, Chase. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day to Ender Oot. Oh, hey, Jared Whale. 
Yes, sir. Jared Whale. Look at that name. Is he a good swimmer? He might be. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but Jared Whale is a goaltender who is going to the University of Alaska Anchorage, not next season, but the following year. Uh, he's currently playing in the Alberta Junior Hockey League for the Olds Grizzlies. Played for the Brooks Bandits as well. A solid goaltender, six foot one eighty five from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, you know, I just I I, re- I really dig this name, uh, but you know, I, I it wasn't anything hard. It just it just I don't know, just something about about the name. I just dig it. Yeah, and out in Alaska, that's something. Love to see oh, some yeah. hockey playing out in Alaska. Uh, have you ever thought about traveling over to Alaska and just like vacationing there or whatever? Like I know your brother went over there, but it's got to be quite interesting with. Uh, depending on the time of year, either the days being incredibly long or the days just not being there whatsoever. Oh, I, I, I definitely, you know, want to make it out there sometime. And I saw something, I still don't know if I got to like fact, fact check. I saw it on April fool's day. I don't know why someone to make this up, but, um, as long as it was an April fool's joke, I saw it was the 2024, I believe ACHA, uh, national championships are going to be happening out there. So, uh, if that's the case, that gives me a, a good reason to go out there to watch hockey and maybe do a little uh, touristing as well. So hopefully those, those do happen because, uh, uh, you know, odds are I'll still be working at a level of hockey that involves ACHA at that point. So, um, you know, I, I'll be going, you know, may, maybe get a chance to go out there and kind of see what things are, are about. That'd be pretty cool. Hell yeah, that would be really cool. Add to your repertoire of hockey over in Alaska. You got Mystery Alaska and then this. Hell yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bolts Broadcast. Chase, if you could, hit them out with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. While you're at it, follow WMP and Twitter, at Sports Pod, at WMP Sports Pod. Um, that way you can get all the content you need between those Twitter accounts right there. Make sure you go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcast network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, you can rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. We're going to be with you. Use code THPN. Thanks for Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah.